Welcome to Morning Prayer, April 2nd, the Thursday after the 5th Sunday in Lent. I got some helpful feedback from a few people about the fact that uh, the responses of the people um, were too quiet. And (laughs) I honestly don't do a lot of quality control. I just kind of do the prayers and then upload it. And so when I went back and listened, I realized, like, yeah, these are way too quiet. So I'm going to try to make an adjustment uh, from now on. Um, And so if it's still not, if it still can't be heard, let me know. I do like to try and make some sort of contrast between the efficient and the people. So we'll see um, if I'm able to do that. All right, we'll take a moment of silence and we'll begin. Turn your face from my sins and blot out all my misdeeds. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. To be clear, I 100% agree that we have erred. For some reason, I just messed up and skipped over that. Please forgive me for that error. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the depths of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, 
and his hands prepared the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, and put me to the proof, though they had seen my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, of whom I swore in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. O come, let us adore him. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 78, verses 1 through 18. We'll read responsibly by half verse. Hear my teaching, O my people. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and such as our forefathers have told us, that we should not hide from them the children of the generations to come, but show the honor of the Lord, his mighty and wonderful works that he has done. He made a covenant with Jacob and gave Israel a law, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children, that their posterity might know it, and the children which were yet unborn, with the intent that when they came up, they might show it to their children, that they might put their trust in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and not be as their forefathers, a faithless and stubborn generation, a generation that did not set their heart aright, and whose spirit did not cleave steadfastly to God. Like the children of Ephraim, archers carrying bows, who turned back in the day of trouble, battle, they did not keep the covenant of God, and would not walk in his law, but forgot what he had done, and the wonderful works that he had shown them. Marvelous things he did in the sight of our forefathers, in the land of Egypt, even in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and let them go through. He made the waters to stand in a heap. In the daytime he led them with a cloud, and all the night through with a light of fire. He split the hard rocks in the wilderness, and gave them drink in abundance as out of the great deep. He brought waters out of the stony rock, so that it gushed out like the rivers. Yet for all this they sinned more against him, and provoked the Most High in the wilderness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus, beginning with the 40th chapter, 
the first verse. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month you shall erect the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and you shall put in it the ark of the testimony, and you shall screen the ark with the veil. And you shall bring in the table and arrange it, and you shall bring in the lampstand and set up its lamps. And you shall put the golden altar for incense before the ark of the testimony, and set up the screen for the door of the tabernacle. You shall set the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and place the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar, and put water in it, and all that is in it, and consecrate it and all its furniture, so that it may become holy. You shall also anoint the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, and consecrate the altar, so that the altar may become most holy. You shall also anoint the basin and its stand, and consecrate it. Then you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and shall wash them with water, and put on Aaron the holy garments. And you shall anoint him and consecrate him, that he may serve me as a priest. You shall bring his sons also, and put coats on them, and anoint them, as you anointed their father, that they may serve me as priests, and their anointing oil, and their anointing shall admit them to a perpetual priesthood throughout their generations. This Moses did, according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. In the first month in the second year, on the first day of the month, the tabernacle was erected. Moses erected the tabernacle. He laid its bases, and set up its frames, and put in its poles, and raised up its pillars. And he spread the tent over the tabernacle, and put the covering of the tent over it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony, and put it into the ark, and put the poles on the ark, and set the mercy seat above the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, and set up the veil of the screen, and screened the ark of the testimony, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the veil, and arranged the bread on it before the Lord as the Lord had commanded. He put the lampstand in the tent of meeting, opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle, and set up the lamps before the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put the golden altar in the tent of meeting before the veil, and burned fragrant incense on it as the Lord had commanded Moses. He put in place the screen for the door of the tabernacle, and he set the altar of burnt offering at the entrance of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and offered on it the burnt offering and the grain offering, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He set the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar, and put water in it for washing, with which Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet. When they went into the tent of meeting, and when they approached the altar, they washed, as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he erected the court around the tabernacle and the altar, and set up the screen at the gate of the court. So Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting, because the cloud settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. The cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout their journeys. The Word of the Lord.
Thanks be to God. Let us recite the Benedictus est Domine responsively by half verse. Glory to you, Lord God our f- of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths. In the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark, beginning with the second chapter, the first verse. And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home, and many were gathered together, so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned him within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners." Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. 
but new wine is for fresh wineskins. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us say the Benedictus responsibly by half verse. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, should be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. and the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promise, that, among the swift and varied changes of this world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 
Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who alone works great marvels, send down upon our clergy and the congregations committed to their charge the life-giving spirit of your grace. Shower them with the continual dew of your blessing and ignite in them a zealous love of your gospel. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I now invite you to offer up your intercessions and thanksgivings to God. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And this morning, I want to make you an offer. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, and so I'm kind of laughing now as if, like in the podcasts I listen to, I mean, if someone's professionally doing a podcast, like they have to make a living off of it. Well, obviously, they're either going to have ads or they're going to be offering things to their audience for sale. All right, so I've got something to offer you guys on this YouTube video or this podcast, but it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> um, if you go to Redeemer, right, if you go to my church, I'm going to be starting a Zoom Bible study. I asked Father Phil about it. He gave it the okay. So I want to do a, a Bible study on Zoom, and it's kind of a different kind of structure than what most Bible studies would be like, I think. The way it would go would be this. If you have your BCP with you, you could open up to page 747. 747 to the Daily Office Lectionary. You'll see on the right-hand column for the second lesson, the book of Hebrews starts on the 11th, okay? The way I would do this is I would send questions for each of those readings. For the f Hebrews chapter 1, I'd send questions for Hebrews chapter 2. I'd so I'd send questions for each 
reading and I would let um so you guys would read that and we have a we have a bigger listenership if you will for morning prayer than we do evening prayer but it's just kind of the wor- way it works out um that we're going to do it in for the evening reading cuz Hebrews is like I think it's the right size and and we can catch it at the beginning um all right, so the way it would go would be you would do a lot of study on your own, but we would do probably six meetings together on Zoom each, uh, like weekly. Yeah, that's it. Um, or over the course of six weeks, we'd meet together weekly. And what we would probably do is kind of zoom in, you know, in each meeting on a particular chapter or something like that. So... Um, what am I trying to say? Oh yeah, like some Bible studies, you know, you meet together and like you cover the whole book like while you're together, right? So that I mean, with the Bible, that either means it takes a really long time to get through a book, or you're like doing a short book, you know, or you're not going very in depth or something like that. Um, but so in other words our corporate meetings together wouldn't cover the entire book, right? It would cover certain parts of the book. Of course, I mean, especially given the fact that you will be reading it on your own and even have questions to answer, I mean, people can bring up whatever they want, right, to, are they interested in to discuss. But, okay, so that's the basic format. And if we were going to do this, we would need to start, I mean, frankly, I'd probably want to start tomorrow, but we would definitely start next week and I'm just going to pick a day and a time because I haven't asked anyone about this but people kind of need something to respond to so what like what if we did it say Tuesday no hmm I actually need to think of the time what if it were like Wednesday at 10. What if the Bible study was at Wednesday at 10? That's what, uh, well, anyway, tell me, tell, how about you tell me if you'd like to do the Bible study and then tell me like what time does Wednesday at 10 work? But basically if I can get three people, three households, let's say, to commit to doing this then we can do it um because it's not about numbers for me frankly i would do it with just one person but i figure if there's at least three households then if like somebody drops off there's still two more or you know if it's just one person they might feel like pressure like if it turns out they don't enjoy it or something like that but anyway if at least three households will kind of commit to it then I'm I'm game to study with y'all. So anyway, I just I I don't like to ramble, but I end up rambling. Um. So the Bible study will start next week, okay? And it just it's meant to kind of fall in line with the daily office readings. Um. And so one of the meetings would be before Hebrews starts in the daily office, and two or three of the meetings would be while Hebrews is being read 
and then three or um, two or three of the meetings would be after we've read it in the daily office. Okay, so it's kind of meant to just like supplement and help you like as we read. Like it's trying to work together with our other goal, which is daily reading of scripture. So, all right, I'm gonna sign out. So until next time. Oh. If you want to be in the Bible study, email me. I think everybody knows my email. It's Jared, J-A-R-R-O-D, at RedeemerChattanooga.org. So, yeah, if you want to do the Bible study, email me. Until next time.